seconds. Kirk Kelly will be joining me uh, <clears throat> via telephone here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Wednesday night, May 25th. How's everybody doing? <coughs> got, a, got a lot to talk about. We finally have put this horrific uh, three-month-long project of the uh, top 25 point guards in NBA history behind us. Swing and a miss. That was uh, a complete fail. And I accept total responsibility for that. That episode sucked. Everything about it sucked. I hated it. But it's in there. It's in the archives. We will never, ever, ever, ever go back to that or touch that episode again. Eventually, we'll do more countdowns and stuff. I mean, out of all the countdowns we've done, that one was the worst. But that was probably that is now the officially the the worst episode of all time. Uh, the whole point of these uh, weeknight episodes was to give us something to do while I was working on the research, which ended up being over a hundred pages worth of research for the point guard episode. So we started doing these mini episodes during the weeknight to uh, put something out there in our uh, steel toes and scoreboards universe and uh now that we're done with them we decided why not keep going with them excuse me so we're gonna keep going with that this weekend we are uh gonna record uh another full-length episode so we're just waiting on kurt he said 7 30 we're about there now so Guys, just hang tight with me here for just a second. Hello? My brother. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. My brother. What's happening, bro? How the fuck are you, son? I'm doing all right. How about you? I am. I am doing fantastic. That's awesome. How are awesome. Uh, How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Yep. Just got to eat a little bit. What'd you have? Soup. Soup. Yep. Chunky. Chunky soup. Chunky soup. Chunky. <clears throat> Man, I'm getting a lot of crackling feedback. Are you for me? Yeah, you got your earbuds in or not? Yep. Hold on. Okay. You hear me? Yeah. How's that? How about now? That's great. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes. You hear me? Yeah, technology's a fickle bitch. It is. It's hey. Still, am I still breaking up? No, it's good. Okay. Cool. For starters, I miss your ass. How's uh how's work? Hello. Hello. How's work? Uh how's work? Yeah, how's work? Uh it's all right. Did you fi- find me a replacement? Yeah, it did, it did, but 
He didn't show up today. He didn't? No, say he's stripped or something. He's not coming back. <laughs> That's what I kind of thought, too. Oh, man. I miss it. Tell everybody I said hey. Right. But uh, we're going to try to bang out a pretty good episode tonight. That way, Corey's got something to talk your head off about tomorrow. Okay. So, I <laughs> got a lot of <laughs> shit. We got a lot of shit to get to. And uh, I want to start start off by saying, so we fucked up with the point guard episode. You fucked up. I didn't fuck up. I <laughs> I'm talking with you now. I deleted it, and then like I, Kurt's like, just uh, do it by yourself. Just put it to bed. So we're 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 past that. Right. Uh, you and I are going to get together this weekend. Uh, yes. Sunday. I had a little change of plans. Sunday work. Yes, any fine with me. Sunday night because you ain't got to work Monday. Right. Yeah, gonna, that's fine. Going to talk a little uh, World Series baseball, huh? Oh yeah. Yes, For, I'm a homer. Fernando Mania. Yes. So, all right. Well, let's get into it, man. I, I was all giddy. I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and then you're finally like, I'm ready. So I'm going to start this thing off by bitching. All right. I got Colin Kaepernick news. Oh, no. Oh. I've been waited with fucking bated breath ever since I seen this news break about 3 o'clock this afternoon. What's going on? The Las Vegas Raiders brought Colin Kaepernick in for his first workout with an NFL team today since he met with the Seahawks in May of 2017. He watched that. Kaepernick's not Kaepernick played at the University of Nevada in Reno. Right. The only school to give him a scholarship. Uh and <clears throat> owner Mark Davis. And, you know, his dad, Al. Al was a pretty right. fair guy. Right. Al give anybody a chance. Right. You know, they had the first Hispanic head coach. Fun fact, you remember who the coach was? Tom Flores. Tom Flores. First black head coach, Art Shell. The first Art woman yep. chief Absolutely. executive was all was black. Yep. Good call. Yep. But uh, uh, Davis had made comments public during uh, the height of the COVID era in uh, the summer of 2020, that if the coaching staff wanted to bring Kaepernick in for a tryout, he would uh, give his blessing. Kaepernick recently threw for undrafted receivers and NFL scouts at the halftime Michigan spring game. Of course, the head coach of Michigan's Jim Harbaugh, Kaepernick's right. coach in San Francisco. Right. And uh, I got a lot of fucking issue with this. Yeah. Uh, oh, I I, yeah. I just want to rip on one. You want to let me rip on one? Yeah, yeah, rip on. Okay, one so Kaepernick hasn't played a down since the 2016 season. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Kaepernick took the knee that changed the world. He was all about standing up for racial injustices and racial inequalities and treatment of you know ethnicities and and everything. You know they're dropping our bodies in the streets and da 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 da. da. Okay, listen. Let, let me tell you something. There is a racial issue in this country. There's no doubt about that. There's hate and prejudice galore. It's all over the fucking world. But if you want to call me a racist, you want to call Kurt a racist, you want to say whatever, go ahead and fucking send it. Me and Kurt's got impeccable characters. Nobody's ever going to mar our character. Uh, Kaepernick's a fucking fraud. 
Yeah, I now, agree. Now, I know they're, you know they're listening. They're like, well, he played in the NFL. When's the last time your fat ass ever threw anything but a cheeseburger down your throat? Well, listen here, slimy. Uh, yeah. Kaepernick is an athlete. He's not a fucking professional. Ka- right. Ka- Kaepernick is a con man, but he's also a businessman. Kaepernick right. knew what the fuck was coming in 2016. The experiment in San Francisco was over. Defenses had figured him out. They know the read option. They know he's going to try to run the ball. They know he can't throw the ball more than 30 yards downfield. He gets picked off. Kaepernick right. didn't have good legs, couldn't stand in the pocket. What makes you think he's going to do it now? Well, he's not. Defenses figured him out. He knew his time was up. This sports, at the end of the day, the NFL, the NHL, sports is a business. And in any business, whether you're working in an office, whether you're working in a factory like Kurt, whether you're doing anything, in any business, out of sight is out of mind. If they're not there, if they can't see you, you are not remembered. You were forgotten. Right. Kaepernick knew after the 2016 season, he was gone from San Francisco. It was going to happen. It, the writing was on the wall for the previous season. What better way to keep yourself in public eye and keep yourself fresh than to make something, make a stand against something? Kaepernick don't give a fuck about racial oppression. Kaepernick don't give two cares about that. He's a businessman. He's greedy. This is the guy coming back into the NFL wanting to try out just to be a backup. When he said before he would never be a backup, this is the guy that wants a chance to play in the league when he did a fucking Netflix documentary that was released earlier this year where he criticized the league and said the league was nothing but a bunch of slave traders and slave drivers. This guy, this guy wants back in. I personally hope he never plays another down of professional football ever again i will laugh on it i will pray on it i will sleep like a baby on it i hope he never touches another football in the nfl again i agree he did not give a fuck about racial injustice he did not care and listen to the ego on this son of a bitch listen to this here's a here's a direct quote he said the 2016 season was my last year and my teammates voted me the most courageous and inspirational player So when you're talking about people that are in the building, that has never come out that I've been a distraction. That's never came out that I've been an issue for people that I've played with. That's all hearsay. You have end racism in the back of your end zone. You have Black Lives Matter on your helmet. Everything I've said should be in alignment with what you're saying publicly. I said it before you guys. It's a $16 billion business. When I first took my knee, my jersey was the number one jersey sold in the league. When I did the deal with Nike, their value increased by $6 billion. Six billion with a B. He said it's all oh, about correct. he said he said, if I'm not good enough, get rid of me. But let me come in and compete. I hope you I no, I no, no. It's a no for me, dude. He's gonna lay an egg. He's 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 a fraud. He's a con unless he's man. Working on, unless he's been working on his throwing arm. Uh which I doubt he's been working on scams, so uh, yeah, Oh, God, I hate this son of a bitch with a passion, and I'm waiting. You know what? Nobody ever wants to comment on any of our shit. Now I'm now I'm begging you. I'm prodding you. Come at us now and call us a racist. Please, go ahead. <laughs> He's a fucking fraud. He's a hack. I swear to God, Kurt, on everything I love, I hope he never sees an NFL game again. He's not even worthy of being a backup. I wouldn't even put him on the practice squad. No. 
Oh, he's been to played in the Super Bowl. The only thing you've done at Super Bowl is stuff nachos down your face. Now, fuck yourself. Hey, he might be able to play in a bowl, uh, college bowl game, maybe. <laughs> I'll give no, him a job like, as the water boy. Yeah, there you go. Maybe the towel boy. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's move on. I just wanted to put that at the top of the list, but we got a lot to get to. Yeah, Capper Dick. Capper Dick. That's what I call him. Calling Capper yep. Dick. Yeah, he's not going to make it. Okay, you want to hear something funny? Yes, I like funny. Jack Nicholas. Okay. Did you know Jack Nicholas is being sued by Nicholas Companies? His own company? Yeah. <laughs> Did that, nope. Does that get your attention? Time out now. Uh, <laughs> what? So that's got your attention a little bit? Yeah. Uh, okay. So Jack Nicholas is being sued by Nicholas Companies. Which says it paid the 18-time major winner $145 million in May of 2007 for the exclusive rights to his golf course design services, marketing, promotional, and branding rights. The lawsuit alleges interference, breach of contract, and a whole bunch of other shit against Nicholas and his company. Nicholas is 82 years old now, and it alleges that he diverted opportunities away from Nicholas Companies for his personal benefit. In the lawsuit filed in New York State Court on May 13th, he's accused of engaging in repeated acts of bad faith against the best interests of the company, including acts to intentionally and maliciously undermine the company. It's his company. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, it gets better. So, uh, the company says he abruptly resigned as the officer of the company and director on May 3rd. Uh, they've sent him cease and desist letter. He said he would no longer accept projects from the company. The company's controlled by a New York big-time investment banker named Howard Milstein, who has interest in the company that operates Golf Magazine and Golf.com. So, But Nicholas is now threatening not only to continue this wrongful conduct, but expand it by... Uh, saying he has the right to provide golf course design and services to anybody he fucking wants because he's Jack Nicholas and he's rich. <laughs> but amazingly, despite that, uh, you know, I, I guess this is a big ongoing lawsuit. Um, yeah, well, come on, it's his own company. Well, the other violations in the lawsuit claim that Nicholas improperly negotiated with the officers of Golf Saudi, whom offered him like $100 million to be the face of a new league that would kind of run rival to the PGA Tour, although he rejected their money. He rejected their money. He has nothing to do with them. But uh, anyway, so he's being sued by his own company. Uh, In a statement, he he denied the allegations. He said the claims made by Howard Milstein are untrue. Our relationship has been difficult. I have little doubt about the outcome, but I don't intend to make this a public spectacle if it can be avoided, which is the polite way of an 82-year-old man saying, go fuck yourself. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So, so that's just, I just found that funny. That's pretty interesting there. That's fucking crazy. His own company. Yeah. He's He's on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, come on. So, we talked about the Raiders a minute ago about capper dick but uh they're they're in the they're kind of in the news again uh vegas raiders yeah they're kind of in the news again so a nevada judge earlier this week denied the nfl's motions to dismiss uh 
former Raiders head coach John Gruden's lawsuit against the league and Commissioner Godell, and they moved the case to arbitration. Uh, the rulings are going to allow the lawsuit to proceed to trial unless a settlement is reached. Basically, what this is, is uh, Gruden's filed a lawsuit um, on November 12th in Clark County, Nevada, against Goodell and the NFL, went from stemming from when he resigned as coach on October 11th with the email scandal that came out that included anti-gay and racist language and stuff and whatnot. Uh, Goodell, I guess, um, I guess the lawsuit is is basically it's saying that <clears throat> Gruden thinks that Goodell and the NFL purposely are the ones that leaked the information because they were wanting to force him out. What? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like fifteen million dollars for damages. Yeah. Really. Uh, the NFL, back on January 19th, uh, filed a motion to dismiss, uh, but the courts are saying it's going to go. So unless a settlement will be reached between the NFL and Roger Goodell and John Gruden, it will go to trial. $15 million for damages and, and duress. Emotional damages and emotional duress. I could... You know, with $15 million, I could make myself forget about a lot of shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking too many lawyers, man. <laughs> too many lawyers in football. Baseball's got a few. The quarterback, what did I say? The pitcher got a million dollars, and the quarterback, he got he two. Yep. Little Bo Cephas. Uh, I got a little bit of Steelers news for you. It's nothing real noteworthy, but I threw it in there just to make you happy. You know, Pickens, huh? Pick it to Pickens. That's going to be a, a resounding phrase on your here. Oh, here, here we go. Pick it to Pickens. You know what? I had so much time today to prep for this, you know, weeknight episode. You know, so. That was awesome. Instead of me rushing home the way we used to do it, getting off at 4 o'clock and then having to put it all together in two hours. Right. So, anyways, uh, they just basically named their new general manager. He is a uh, foreign guy. Uh, has, I guess his name is Omar Khan. He's the new general manager. He is replacing... Uh, Colbert? Colbert. That's correct. Colbert. I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. He's replacing Colbert who stepped down following the season uh word around the office is Khan has been with the organization for a little while and other roles he's been with the team i guess for 20 21 years now really uh as part of the operations department of the team so there's there's high hopes on him uh rooney gave him the rub there said you know uh -huh. he's uh anyways he's the new face of the uh well time will tell Okay, you like when we do callbacks, when we touch on stuff that we've talked about before and we kind of keep oh, yeah. updates on it? Yeah. How about Cain Velasquez? Yeah, there you go. You want, you want a little update on that? Yes. So he was first denied bail on March 7th. You know, that was his, you know, the, the incident, the February 28 arrest where he fired off a handgun and beat, you know, the right. guy that, you know, touched the relative of his, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, last week, he got denied bail again in Santa Clara, California. Wow. 
he has shown a reckless disregard for human life, and they do not feel he would be safe out on the streets. But yet, the child molester <laughs> He's that, the that he went after is walking out. So, for those of you that don't remember this, uh, me and Kurtz talked about this on two or three of our uh, current events episodes, our weeknight ones. Uh, back in February 28th, Cain Velasquez was arrested. He, uh, there was a, a, a young man named uh, Harry Eugene Gallart who molested a very young, a child, we don't know how old, but a, a someone under the age of 18 molested a member of Cain Velasquez's family. Uh, Cain Velasquez is a uh, kickboxing badass. He's a former UFC heavyweight champion. He's a mean son of a bitch. Uh, he don't need a firearm. He could beat somebody to death with his hands and his feet. Right. But uh, he followed the car on the road, discharged the firearm at the vehicle, shot into the vehicle. Uh, Galart's parents were there. Uh, his stepfather, Paul Bender, was in the vehicle and was hit by one of the bullets, but suffered non-life-threatening injuries. But anyways... Uh, so the child molester got out on like uh you know he's you know he's wearing an ankle bracelet or whatever but he's still walking the streets right. free but velasquez was you know told that he was a danger to society when he was arrested and he has been not been denied bail that's ridiculous man. twice i mean i understand the firearm you don't need to be discharging a firearm but the rumor mill churns that he emptied two mags into the car. Now, I find that hard to believe. I mean, he was carrying a 40. It wasn't a 9 millimeter. It wasn't a 45. It was just a 40 caliber handgun uh, multiple times. I don't believe there was two mag dumps. I don't believe that. Yeah. I believe he fired a few shots. Two mag dumps is a different story. It was a... he. Uh, the child apparently is under the age of 14. I found it in my notes here. Okay. Uh, Galart was 43. He was released from custody because he was arrested without bail uh, February 25th against the district attorney's office's orders, but he was ordered to stay in home detention, remain 100 yards away from any child, and wear a bracelet. Oh, oh excuse me, Kurt. I fucked up. He's, re he's to remain 100 yards away from any child under the age of 14. The child itself in question was under 10 years of age. Oh geez. So yeah, and and as we've touched on before, I put it in my notes. You know, this was an ongoing incident, not just with this member of Cain Velasquez's family, but with others. You know, uh, potentially a hundred times this man touched this these young children. Oh boy. But yeah, Velasquez has been denied bail again, and uh, many people in the sporting world, professional athletes, have come to the defense of him especially a bunch of the UFC guys, including Ronda Rousey, Dana White. Uh, you know, at the same time, we can't be toting again and shooting in people's vehicles. No. Uh, but I agree. I agree. It's a, there, ought, there ought to be some sort of a... Uh, he should be offered bail. And if anything, make him go to some classes or something. You know, I don't know. But the other guy walking the street, that's crazy. <laughs> it's fucked. It's fucked, man. It's... Death to chomos. I'll say it right here. Death to chomos. Oh, I agree. All right, let's uh let's get on something a little bit more upbeat. Yeah. Like I said, I got a whole laundry list of shit here, and we're making good time. Uh Are you, you wanna you wanna jump to a little bit of baseball? 
Yeah, let's go to baseball. Okay, so uh, Washington Nationals starter, one of the best pitchers I have ever seen in the last 10, 15 years, Steven Strasburg. Uh-huh. So he allowed three runs in two and two-third innings for Class A Fredericksburg last night. Uh, he's in his rehabilitation. It was his first appearance at on the mound since undergoing. He had a surgery last year. Uh, he struck out three batters, walked four. Uh, you know that the they were planning for him to work about four innings, throw sixty plus pitches. He found he finished with sixty one pitches, thirty one strikes, and he typed uh, topped out at ninety five miles per hour last night. Okay. So he's on the comeback. He was, if you remember, the 2019 World Series MVP. Right. Uh, he pitched a total of 26 and two-third innings since the start of the 2020 season. He led the NL at 209 innings in the regular season when Washington won the, the World Series in 2019. Uh, Washington rewarded him with a $245 million seven-year guaranteed contract before the 2020 season. And since then, he's made a total of seven starts because he's been a little injury prone. But he's on his way back, it would appear. Pretty good circle change, didn't he? Oh, yeah. 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 Something else I was going to put in the notes, and I forgot, but uh, Max Scherzer for the Mets. Scherzer's out on the DL for a little bit. Yeah. Uh did you ever download that MLB app like I told you to? No, I didn't yet. I need to get you a new phone. I uh, You still got the same phone? Yep. <laughs> Maybe one of these days. Maybe it's a jackpot. Well, I mean, you're making all the money over there now. You're doing my oh, job yeah. and your job. Yeah. Is is it boring without me? No, I haven't had to do any of what you did. Who's been Who's been doing all the skid dump processing and everything? Uh, Asher. My God. They throw my desk away or is it still there? Oh, it's still there. So the new guy, the new guy made it a day, huh? Well, I mean, uh, he said he was sick. I guess his sister had strep throat. He said he started uh, feeling sick. So Is he a young guy, like young guy? Yeah. He's, little, he's probably, uh, he's younger than you yet. Oh, boy. A couple years. Is he in shape better than I was? Good to climb all over shit all the time? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I haven't seen a. I haven't really seen him in action yet. So. Man, I miss it. Oh yeah. I don't miss. I miss the people. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't. I. I talk to myself all day long talking sports because I ain't got you to talk to now. <laughs> I'm trying to remember to send you some, you know, uh, da da or you know. Yeah. This or that. Yeah. yeah. How'd you like the last one? I that was good. Kurt Kurt Homer texted Simpson. me before the show. He said Homer Simpson or Ned Flinders. <laughs> I said everybody loves Homer's cool, but everybody loves Ned because he's so annoying. You just you, you can't ha- yeah. hate Ned Flinders. Yeah, that's right, Diddley. Diddley dude. Okay, so you know I get a pro wrestling reference in on every show. Right. So I got some pro wrestling news and it actually is pro wrestling news and you might get a kick out of this. Okay. I've been looking at buying tickets for this. I went to WWE Monday Night Raw Monday night in Evansville, by the way. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, dude. I had great seats right by the stage. 
I mean, you gained sweat on you. Oh uh, well, we weren't. I mean, we weren't on the floor. We were like, uh, we didn't get floor seats. We were still in like the bleacher seats, but we were probably the first or second row back. So Close I mean, enough. we had good seats. It was la- it was awesome. Close enough where you could yell something at him, huh? Oh yeah, Jerry the King Lawler was there. The guy I went with, it's oh, like, yeah? why is Jerry Lawler here? I'm like, it's Evansville. Lawler used to work Evansville every Wednesday night. Oh yeah. But anyways, uh, the Nature Boy Ric Flair, yeah, will wrestle his final match. Okay. July 31st, Nashville Fairgrounds. He's 73 years old. Woo! Technically, he retired in 2008 after WrestleMania, but then he came out of retirement a year later and went and worked with some other promotions. But then he hasn't been in the ring since um, 2011, so he hasn't actually been in the ring since for like 11 years now. But they're billing this as his final match. It's going to go down the weekend that WWE is hosting SummerSlam, and they're hosting SummerSlam at the Tennessee Titans Nissan Stadium. But he'll be wrestling for a different outfit. uh, organization we don't know who his opponent is don't know if he's going to work a full match by himself or work a tag match where you don't have to do a lot of you know right work but uh anyways his last match it's it's getting a lot of press and uh 73 years old he's been releasing some videos on social media which i've watched of him taking bumps in the ring and getting thrown around All right and he looks like he's in pretty good shape. I mean, but more power to him. He's 73 years old. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That'd be a hell of a anyway, thing to take a bump and break a fucking hip in the middle of the ring. Yeah, no shit. You know what this dude has said? What's he's that? come out on record saying that, you know, he loves it so much he could die in the ring and wouldn't care. Well, there's a possibility. I think he's got a heart condition, too. Well, yeah, he does. And we're coming up... Uh, Two days ago, Monday night, May 23rd, was the anniversary of Owen Hart falling 80 feet to his death in Kansas City, May 23rd, 1999. So, 23 years ago. Right. So, but anyways. Homer. Homer. (laughs) I get a wrestling reference in one way or another every episode. Yes. Okay. Wrestling is sports, too. Yes. I got some big sports for the meat and taters for the last thing of the night because I'm super excited about that. Okay, hold on. Let's move on to some NHL. All right. Yeah, I wonder what he's going to do. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the conference semifinals or round two is in full swing. Monday night, the reigning, defending, two-time consecutive, whatever you want to call it, cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning eliminated the powerhouse Florida Panthers. So the Lightning is now in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, They beat the Panthers, which was impressive because Florida won the President's Trophy this season, which for those of you that don't know, the President's Trophy is what they give out, you know, for the most points, the most dominant team. Uh, They swept Florida four games to none. So they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. They will meet either, huh? They're going three. They might. They're going to meet either the New York Rangers or the Carolina Panthers. That series is tied two games apiece. Game five. Yeah, Carolina. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Hurricanes. I said Panthers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking Florida Panthers. Right. right. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Rangers. So they're tied two all. Game five is tomorrow night, Thursday night. Uh, so Tampa Bay will face one of those two in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Western Conference semifinals are going on right now. The Colorado. Okay, so we have. We still have four teams left. Nobody's advanced yet. In the Western Conference semifinals right now, you got the Colorado Avalanche playing the St. Louis Blues. Colorado leads the series three games to one. Game five should be hitting the the, the puck should be dropping here anytime. So this is a win or go home for St. Louis tonight, and it's in Colorado. So Avalanche has got home ice advantage here and a crowd advantage. Now the other game for the Western Conference semifinals going on is uh, between the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. So you got two Canadian teams battling out here. This has been a pretty good series. Oilers lead three games to one. Game five goes down Thursday night in Calgary, so it's winner go home for the Flames. They will have home ice advantage and the crowd advantage. Personally, uh, I'd like to see Edmonton, you know, win because right. Connor McDavid I think is the best player in the NHL. <coughs> uh, my Predators were bounced in the first round, four games to none by Colorado. Your pins got taken to the limit yeah. and lost to the Rangers in seven games in the first round. Yeah, you got three to one at one time. Uh, I would, I'd love to see somebody take Tampa Bay out. And honestly, personally, I'd love to see the Oilers against the Blues in the Western Conference semifinals. Right. I would love to see a New York Rangers versus Edmonton Oilers Stanley Cup finals, but. You know, right? I well, think the Carolina to take them out or New York, maybe, maybe. Okay, so there's that. Yeah, uh, and we're gonna jump to the NBA. No repeat this year. No. Uh, can you believe that we've been so busy with that stupid point guard episode, and we haven't? touch base we haven't talked about the nba playoffs at all i oh, know and we're already in the conference finals so in the western conference we've got the dubs against the mavericks golden state and dallas the dubs are up three games to one last night could have been it uh dallas staved off elimination last night at home it's all but over yeah so the the potential game five goes down thursday night uh, I don't know where they're playing Thursday night. I don't know if they're in Dallas again or if they're returning back to the Bay. But on the Eastern Conference side of things, this one's getting me excited. You've got the Heat and Celtics tied two games apiece. Boston blew Miami out Monday night. Right. I don't remember the score. I don't either. But, but it was it was it was a I think it was a blowout. Uh, I'd love to see this game go to a seven game series. And as far as the NBA Finals go, I'd love to see Golden State versus the Heat. Um, but that's I just thought, me. I thought sure that it might be a repeat, you know, Bucks. Yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah, I know. And and Phoenix, you know, 
Yeah, they were a good damn good team also. I want CP3 to get that, you know. Yeah, I do too, but it's going to get tougher for him. Speaking of, uh, speaking of NBA, Dole sent me a message today. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He's still chapping that ass about the Steph Curry. <laughs> I love, I love Dole. He, <laughs> it was basically, it was an article and basically it, it basically talked about how that Curry's going to pass magic as the greatest point guard of all time. I'm like, my God, Dole, I put Steph Curry in at three or four, but he, he wanted Curry to be number. It's that, it's that young mentality. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no doubt that he's definitely going to pass him up. You think so? Yeah. Are I, you I telling so. me that? You believe that? Yeah, I really do. I mean, he's got – he's unbelievably, unbelievably talented. But I don't know. Um, did you hear the news about what happened in Texas yesterday? Yes. So – I didn't hear about this until like 10 o'clock last night. Like, I mean, this right. this was breaking news all over the world, but I had my head so far up my ass and work-related things. I didn't hear about this until like 10 o'clock last night. Well, then when I was prepping research for this, uh, for those of you that don't know, which I can't believe I'm not going to say everybody probably fucking knows about this, there was a massive, horrific school shooting that happened in uh, West Texas yesterday. All right. And uh, Steve Kerr, the Warriors coach, went on a, a public outcry and a tirade kind of about this in his pregame news conference. Basically said, basketball don't matter. You know, since we left shootout, 14 children have been confirmed dead, which the toll's up now to like 19 or 20 or something. And he just he, – he was – you know, for those of you that don't know, uh, gun control and everything's a big issue for Steve Kerr. His father was assassinated when he was a child, was a victim of gun violence. Wow, didn't know that. Yeah, so he's been a huge champion for like gun control reform and right. And that's a big issue for me because I'm a I'm a you know, I'm just like you. I'm a Southern Indiana redneck. I'm a, I'm not a uh, Joe Biden fan. I mean, our, our, my gun is a hunting gun. I don't. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a pro two A guy. I believe you should be allowed to have what you have if you're responsible. But that being said, right. something needs to be done about this. Steve Kerr was, you know, getting very emotional. He was tears in his eyes. He was slamming his fist on the table. He said, "I'm so tired of having to get up here and offer condolences to devastated families out there. I'm so tired of it. It's just," he said, "enough is enough." And he looked at the camera and was talking to like uh, guys like Mitch McConnell and senators and everything, uh, you know. And he pointed out several bills in Congress that passed in the House of Representatives but never made it to the Senate floor about tighter background checks. And you know, honestly, I don't have all the details of it yet, but they said this 18-year-old student that that caused the shooting literally went that morning and bought a gun yes so they're saying an 18 year old shouldn't be allowed to because the state has just dropped the legal age buy a gun down to 18 i mean what the fuck dude i mean parents aren't supposed to bury 
their children. Well, I know. And this was, I mean, and my God, this sounds fucked up to say, and I'm sure someone's going to take it out of context somewhere. This wasn't a high school shooting. This was an elementary school shooting. This was, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old kids. Yeah, senseless. Senseless. That's the perfect word for it. And uh, Kerr was just, you know, very adamant about this, very emotional. And uh, you're not a social media guy. No. I am. And it's all over social media. Professional athletes from every walk of life, from every sport have been on their voice and their opinions and just uh man i don't know i'm a i'm a i'm a 2a supporter i'm a 2a guy but even i put on facebook last night that you know something's got to be done right you know there these mass shootings going on that's one thing but the fact that it was a school you know next year when school starts because today was the last day of school for my kids next year i'll have a fifth grader a third grader and a preschooler oh boy anyways yeah it's sad i don't really want to stick on it much but i just uh wanted you to know like kerr was pretty adamant about this right yeah understandably uh yeah all right so what i've got saved for the end here is uh what have we been really talking about lately? What is the one sport we've really been adding shit to like every week? Like we're talking about it every week now. What's the one I get excited boxing. about? Boxing. <laughs> so yes. can, can we talk a little boxing? Oh, yeah. I've been watching Butterbean all week. <laughs> so oh. see, I'm starting to light a fire under your ass. This is kind of like. Serious. I've been watching his, all his old fights. Hey. Can I get a second pro wrestling reference in? Sure. Butterbean was at WrestleMania 15 in Philadelphia in 1999. All right. Let's knock the fuck out of professional wrestler Bart Gunn. <laughs> How did this happen? So, you know, the at the time in the summer of 98 the wwf decided that they were going to have a shoot fight tournament and as you know i've told you before shoot means it's real it's not scripted right so they were taking these professional wrestlers in the company and putting boxing gloves on them and putting them in a shoot fighting tournament and the guy that they didn't expect to win won the guy <laughs> they wanted to win they were going to try to rig it for this one guy to win he got knocked out in the first round by this guy named bart gunn Bart then thought he was a badass and he won this, you know, amateur championship. Well, they it pissed off Vince McMahon, the owner of the company. So they decided they was going to put this to use. So they decided they was going to put him in the ring at WrestleMania in a boxing match against Butterbean. <laughs> a professional oh fucking boxer. Right. This guy's no joke, neither. No, Butterbean's got heavy hands, son. Heavy-handed, yes. He's a Eric, uh, I can't remember his last name. Eric's his Ish. first. Yes. Ish. Yeah, he's a, na- I mean, he's a nasty, nasty, nasty knockout artist. And he eat, just. Eat couple, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Eat, eat a couple punches, just get in position and knock you the fuck out. And what was so funny was during this, and I was 12 years old when WrestleMania 15 happened in 99. I was sitting there watching it with my dad. I can remember. I can tell you everything. You know I can tell you everything about it. Right. Homer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. I am. But uh, anyways, oh, man, you know what I forgot to hit for Kaepernick earlier? What's that? Okay. But anyways, <laughs> so, but, but he went into this fight and Butterbean toyed with him and just, I mean, he ate him up. I mean, knocked him the fuck out. The human head and the body is not supposed to bend and fold like that and just. Right. But anyways, uh, my favorite is Johnny Knoxville Butterbean. That's so funny. That. I remember that from being Butterbean. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is Butterbean okay? Are Are you okay, Johnny? Uh, uh So anyway, so getting to talk about some boxing here. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, you know, he retired and he's come out of retirement to do these exhibition fights and everything. He's, uh, you know, he had the big fight with Conor McGregor in 2017 where the, he took home like a nine-figure payday. Right. And then uh, he had the fight with the, the Paul Broys, Logan Paul in June in Miami, took in another nine-figure payday. And now he's going to the Middle East where he's going to fight. Where is he fighting at? Did I? He's going to be fighting in Dubai. Um, He'll be fighting in Dubai. Who is he facing? Um, and then, where the fuck did I put it? Uh, the event will take place Saturday in Dubai. I don't. I know I put the dude's name in there. Uh, technical difficulty. Oh, he's fighting Don Moore. Some guy named Don Moore. I have no idea who Don Moore is. Couldn't tell you anything about it. I know Don Moore that sells automobiles in Owensboro that's always on the TV commercials. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's fighting him there in Dubai, and this is supposed to be or rumored to be the last fight from his uh, post-retirement coming out of retirement for exhibition fight tours, things, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um. So yeah. So, but that's not the boxing thing I want to talk about. So, since we really started to open up about boxing a few months ago on these mini episodes, and then I've done solo episodes by myself without you. Right. I keep talking about there was like five fights that I thought for the calendar year that were the big fights to focus on. Right. So we have seen, we have seen two of those so far. Right. That would be Tyson Fury versus Dillian White, April 23rd in London. That was Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, which I thought was the best fight of the year. We've got right. another one coming up. We've got, we've got three more coming up. We've got another one coming up next weekend, which is going to be George... Cambosis Jr. against Devin Haney. And this is a this is a unified fight for the WBA, the IBF, WBO, WBC, and the ring lightweight titles. There's five titles on the line. Okay. So there's that. That's going down in Melbourne, Australia on June 4th. Devin Haney's got fast hands, quick. George Cambosis, they call him Ferocious. Cool nickname. George right. Cambosis is a bad motherfucker. Devin Haney's a bad motherfucker, and these two are going to get in there, and they're going to duke it out, and I'm pulling for George Cambosis. Uh, the next big fight that I, the you know, there's hundreds of boxing fights a year. You know that. 
But these are what I feel are the biggest top five. The next one goes down July 23rd in Saudi Arabia. That's Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua. U6 uh, WBA, WBO, and IBF heavyweight titles are on the line. Okay. Uh, Joshua, uh, super bad dude. U6 even batter. I haven't heard anyone. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, I'm gonna be yapping. I'm gonna be yapping about it for months. Yeah. But that pales in comparison because the biggest fight of the year. We've been harping about this. I, I keep saying, God willing, it's finally announced. It is going down. The trilogy of all trilogies. No offense to Ali Frazier. No offense to Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. The biggest trilogy in boxing history. Probably the biggest or second biggest fight of the year because I still think Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano stole the show. Right. Coming there in September. Canelo Alvarez, Gennady Golovkin, Alvarez, Triple G, Part 3 is going down. All right. So uh, I am, like, giddy, like, super giddy. Like, uh, I wet my panties super giddy. <laughs> so I'm going to be oh, talking boy. your ear off about this. If You're just be lucky that we're not working together anymore because I'd be blowing. <laughs> uh, it's funny because uh, Canelo Alvarez – moved up a couple weight classes two or three weekends ago he fed he faced the russian dimitri bivel uh bivel right. beat him bivel beat him Uh-oh. and it was just a one-up uh dimitri bivel is a real sophisticated real classy individual he said you know he said uh the odds were against canelo even though he's one of the greatest he had the balls to step up and face me i put him down canelo canelo's still probably you know the best in the business Whenever he wants, he's got him a rematch. He he came up and f- faced me because I needed an appointment. He moved up three weight classes, two weight classes. Bivel said, I'll give him a rematch. So a lot of people were talking this week about how this loss to this guy who he moved three weight classes up was going to affect the Canelo Alvarez Triple G fight. It's not even going It's not even going to affect it. It is uh, going down September 17th. I don't know where it's going down at yet. Um but it's going to be, you know, Alvarez will be at 168 pounds. He's the undisputed champion, and he's going to defend all four superweight titles against Gennady Golovkin. Uh, the location hasn't been finalized, but the first two bouts took place in Las Vegas. They fought in September of 2017, and then they fought again a year later in September of 18. Uh, but the first two fights that happened in Vegas a year apart both of those broke over $25 million at the gate, not counting Whoa. pay-per-view revenue. So I know you Whoa. don't probably know a lot about these names other than what I've been telling you, but that should give you an indication of how big this is going to be. Right. I will buy this pay-per-view. I don't care right. what I have to do. I will watch this <laughs> fight. Hey. Uh, and, of course, the biggest douchebag in boxing is uh, Eddie Hearn who promotes through Matchroom Boxing. Uh, he Canelo had signed a multi-fight deal with him back in February under the condition that he was going to make sure it happened because if anybody could make it happen, it would be Eddie Hearn, the biggest douchebag in boxing. Uh, Eddie said it would happen, and, and now we're it's going down. So that's uh, 
I'm super excited about that. Um, I lost my place. I lost my train of thought. I was just looking at the notes here. Um, there's going to be a lot to go on with this because, uh, like I said, they fought September of 2017. They had a, a rematch in September of 2018. There's been a lot of shit thrown at each other. Both these guys have kind of tossed a lot of, uh, been a lot of loose lips between these two guys for, you know, four or five years now. Right. Uh, the trilogy of all tri- trilogies. Uh, they fought to a draw in one, and then uh, Canelo Alvarez beat him in the rematch in September, a year later. Gennady Golovkin has went on record saying he believes he won both fights. So Here we go. So Yeah, Gennady Golovkin said uh, just a few days ago, he told ESPN.com, he said... Uh, he said, I do not look back at the decisions. I thought I won the first two, so when I win the third one in September, it's just going to feel the same to me. <laughs> oh, boy. So, um, yeah, this is going to smash gate records, uh, paper, pay-per-view records. And uh, that's all I've got, and I know you probably want to talk maybe a little baseball. I don't know, but that's yeah. all the notes I have. So, right. what do you... You want to talk a little baseball? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, team with Yadier and Molina pitched the first few innings there the other night. Yeah. Uh, against Pittsburgh. He didn't fare so well. That's kind of interesting. Albert Pujols pitched, too, I guess. Yeah, I seen that. I was... Uh, yeah, I seen that. You know... uh. So we went to we went to Hooters Monday night after uh, we we left WWE Raw, right? And uh, it's just kind of funny to me that you know Pujols is back. We know he's retiring. He's still there. Wainwright's still there, and Yachty's still there. And I'm sitting there wondering if anything's been said about Yachty and Wainwright. I don't. I haven't heard it. I don't remember it. But. If Pujol goes, I mean, could wouldn't it just be cool, even though I'm not a Cardinals fan, to see them three all ride out together, this be their last year? That would be pretty cool. Um And you know, they've got they they signed Nelson. Uh and I was we were me and my buddy Jason, we were sitting there looking at MLB Network. The TV we set on right in front of us was on MLB Network. Do you know how many gold gloves is between some of them guys, between like Fair Nelson Ornato and, and uh, you know, Pujols right. and and fucking Yachty and all them got like there's a bunch of gold gloves. They're kind of stacked. Yeah, and uh, I think Nelson. Correct me if I'm wrong, but and you, I know you check your. You don't have the MLB app, but I know you're checking baseball shit every day. I think he had a walk-off grand slam the other night. Yeah, I think so. So. Uh, are they, I mean, a closer, some help in the middle relief, and they could go, uh, and stay healthy, they could go deep into the ball, you know? Could. Let me check the uh, standings right now. My Phillies are playing Atlanta. Right now, the Phillies are setting back in third place in the NL East. They're at 20 and 23. 
They're four and six in their last ten. Of course, the Mets is on top of the division. Atlanta's in second. Of course, you know who's on top of the NL West, don't you? Oh yeah, the Dodgers. Eight and two in their last ten, twenty nine and fourteen. You fucking homer. Uh-huh. Yankees uh-huh. are on top of the AL East. They're thirty and thirteen, six and four in their last ten. Minnesota Twins are on top of the AL Central, twenty seven seventeen, eight and two in their last ten. Houston is uh, on top of the AL West, 28-16, 6-4 in their last 10, and I realized we totally skipped the NL Central. So the Brewers are on top there, 28-16, 7-3 in their last 10. Yeah, Cincy's in the basement in the NL Central. That's right. Pirates are 18-25. Cubbies are 18-24, and and the Cards are 24-19. So there they are. I mean, they never know. A couple pickups here and there. Dodgers and the Twins are, over the span of the last two games, best in both leagues. Dodgers and the Twins. Well, they should be. I mean, Dodgers should be. They got the payroll. Got the players. I, mean, I don't know. There was something else I seen today that I was going to put in here, and I didn't. It was, uh, it was something about baseball. I'm looking back through the news right now, but I guess it's not. Somebody was, it was about arbitration. Something going on with arbitration. And, uh, I mean, I guess it's not that important, bro. I can't find it now. Um, so, yeah, that's about all I've got. Um, unless you just want to spitball a little bit or call it a night, I guess it don't matter to me. Uh, oh yeah you got work tomorrow yet so there's been a change of plans so instead of saturday night i figured i'd come hang out sunday night since you ain't got to work monday right we'll talk a little uh 1981 world series do you know how many world series the yankees and dodgers have played against each other uh several i mean we're going back to when he's in brooklyn too right yeah I don't know, probably eight or nine, ten. Uh, sure. Let me look, because I got the information right here. Because hmm. I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> Here's direct from my notes. They have formed one of baseball's most storied rivalries. Even when the two franchises... 11 times total they faced off in the World Series. Really? That's pretty cool. 11 times. And I I want you to think about this a minute. Going back to days between the Brooklyn Dodgers and the L.A. Dodgers and the Yankees, listen to this list of players that have seen battle with these franchises. Okay. Bill Dickey, Joe DiMaggio, Phil Rizzuto, Yogi Berra, Whitey Ford, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris. Mr. October, Dave Winfield, you know, Gil Hodges, Duke Snyder, Jackie Robinson, Roy Campanella, Sandy Koufax, Don Sutton, Don Mattingly. All of Famers. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. So, but they faced off 11 times in the World Series. The very last time they faced in the World Series is the one we're covering this weekend. Yep. 10-year-old Kirk Kelly will... I guarantee you, 
I'm not going to be talking to you when we're doing this. I'm going to be talking to 10 year old Kirk Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, I, I remember uh, the clinching game was like it was yesterday at New York. You want to talk about Fernando? You always love yeah. talk about Fernando. You got anything about Fernando? Oh, he just uh, he revolutionized it. Well, he just took the league by storm. I can't believe how much of it. You know, Fernando Mania was. He turned. Was big. He turned twenty or twenty-one years old a few days after they won the World Series. Yeah, that's yep. crazy to me. It is crazy. And then he fell off. Then I mean, after that, I mean, wasn't it just the same? Of course, the screwball is hard on guys' arm. Oh God, for heavens, yes. You're twerking it the wrong way, opposite of uh, your breaking pace. You know, right? That's pretty pretty hard on the arm. Right. It was a devastating pitch to right-handers, for sure. Oh, without a doubt, bro. Uh, What I think I'm most excited about is uh, when we start talking about this this weekend is just the matchup between him and Dave Spaghetti Rigetti. Because these these were two aces. Oh, yeah. On the mound, and you mean you were one the same. Anybody can hit a long ball. What gets me most excited about baseball is is pitching. pitching and defense. Pitching and defense. Yes. And I love it when some people say there's no defense in baseball. What do you mean there's no defense in baseball? <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of good defensive players out there. I'm excited to get back to I'm 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 excited to be done with this point guard thing. Yeah, me too. That burned me out, man. Some things just some things look better on paper and it don't yep. it just doesn't. And then we finally record it, and then I delete it. Well, I mean, by accident. We live and learn. Live and learn. We're done with that. We're back on track. We're going to do a World Series. Who knows what happens after that? Right. But uh, all right, bro. I'll let you go. Tell everybody I said hey, and uh, we'll do, man. I will see you Sunday evening. All right, right on, dude. All right, bro. Later. Bye. All right, guys. So for. Kirk, sorry, I got distracted. So for Kirk Kelly, uh, Jared Atkins. Anyways, we uh, hope you guys enjoyed. It was great to be back. We had a lot to talk about tonight. I'm really excited about this uh, boxing fight coming up. And and again, uh, you know what happened in Texas yesterday. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers out to the, all those affected. Uh, I thought about that last night. Like I said, I vote GOP, and I'm a I'm a two A guy, and I'm a gun owner and a gun supporter. But something's got to be done. Parents aren't supposed to bury their children. Like I said, you know, my kid's last day of school was today. When school starts up again in the fall, um, I'm gonna have a fifth grader, a third grader, and a preschooler, and. Uh, I can only imagine. So uh, thoughts and prayers go out to all those affected. And uh, anyways, I hope you enjoyed another Weeknight Chronicles. And we will catch you guys uh, later this weekend when we do uh, the 1981 World Series, Yankees-Dodgers. Thanks, guys. Didn't mean to hit that. All right, peace.